0: Good morning. Welcome home. So glad you decided to join us for worship today. If you don't know me, my name is David, and I'm your lead pastor here at Community Life. Just really excited about sharing from the scriptures today. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know I'm a few days late, and quite a bit has already happened in 2021. Can you believe it? But we have arrived. We made it finally and And I don't know about you, but there's just something about a new year. There's something so powerful about what can happen at the beginning of a new year. New goals, new dreams, new hopes, and new opportunities, really. New opportunities to to do all the things we know we should have done last year, but for some reason decided not to. I know a couple years ago I had once again failed my uh, my fitness goals for the year and the pants, the clothes were fitting just a bit tight. When I, when I saw this commercial on TV, saw a commercial, uh, for one of the many gyms trying to convince me to sign up so I can get fit. And the slogan for this gym for this year, it was, uh, wait for it. It was new year, new you. New year, new you. And I know, I know that it's lame, but for some reason it totally got me. It captured me. My whole world paused for just a moment as I heard this, this slogan and I was inspired, right? I was inspired to believe for more. I was inspired to believe that I could somehow be new in this new year, that I could somehow fit in my pants again, that I could get healthy for my wife. That I could be strong for my kids, that I could do it, and I could do it if I just signed up. Just signed up, and so I did it. You know, I I I ran over, I grabbed my computer, I got my credit card, and I and I signed up, and I was feeling really good. And I'm feeling good because because the first step is the hardest, right? I, I I got past the barrier. I knew what I I knew what I wanted to see, and and now I had everything I needed to transform my life for the better, right? New year, new me. Still something came up that first week of January, and then something came up the second. Three weeks passed, four weeks passed, and next, next thing I know it. I'm looking back on credit card statements for the past six months, and I've never once been to the gym, even with the best of intentions. Even though I knew what I wanted to see in that new year, all that came was more of the same. More of the same pants, just a bit too tight. The same hustle to get off the ground after I tie my kid's shoes. The same out of breath moment at the top of the staircase. You know what I'm talking about. Same old, same old. And it happened just like it happens. It happened because even though I knew what I wanted to see, even though I knew what I wanted to see. The problem is I I had no idea who I wanted to be. I had no idea who I wanted to be. And so I, I signed up. I signed up looking for results without motivation. I wanted change without actually changing. And so change never actually happened. Change never actually happened. And listen, I say this. I say all of this. I throw myself under the bus every single year because I think for so many of us, we start to put the cart before the horse when it comes to setting goals. We put the cart before the horse when we start to believe in what's possible. So like, you know, a new year comes. And we're hopeful for what could be. A new year is upon us. And so we start to think about what we want to see. We want to see more money in the bank. Amen. We want a better relationship with our husband or our wife. That sounds great. We want to read the Bible more and get back to church. Hallelujah. Less donuts, more vegetables, less stress, more peace, less work, more time with family. New year, new you. Awesome. And so you ask yourself what you want to see. You ask yourself what you want to see, but in the process, you totally bypass the only question that can actually bring change to your life. Because it's not about what you want to see. But rather, it's entirely about who you want to be. It's entirely about who you want to be. So let me ask you. Let me ask you from the comfort of your couch, as you dream about this year, as you dream about what could be with all of the possibilities, because the possibilities are here, right? The vaccine, it's rolling out. Life will return to some sort of normalcy. The elections are over. Hospitals will once again treat more than just COVID patients. We will be able to go out to eat and have family vacations and worship inside. But with all the possibilities, that lay before us, that lay before you after a brutal 2020, the question that I have for you, the only question that matters is who will you become in 2021? Who will you become in 2021? And if you're taking notes, that's the title of this message today. It'll be short and sweet. But who will you become in 2021? Because I think if we're honest, we've all got some changes that need to be made. We've all got some habits and mindsets and decisions and conversations and purchases that we need to walk back from 2020 as we start this new year. Seriously, I have witnessed some incredible kindness, incredible kindness, and resilience over the past year. I've also more than any other year seen good people behaving completely out of character. Folks feeling the disappointment and the stress of 2020 that reacted with, with aggression and paranoia and dishonor and contempt. I saw it all, and I heard it all. I heard so much. And don't, don't think I'm implying immunity here. Cause I'm not. We all got stuff to walk back, but, but we all also have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to begin again better than we ended. We have an opportunity to decide who we want to be from the inside out. Regardless of what happened, in 2020, you get to decide who you will become in 2021. You get to decide. New year, new you. So, what'll it be? What'll it be? Because, listen, change is possible. Change is possible. Whether you're 18 or 88, you can be different. In fact, That's God's greatest dream for you, that you would be, that you would be, that you would choose to be transformed by him every single day, that you choose to be changed by him into a new you. And it's this transformation that we see. We see it all throughout the scriptures, but specifically in the passage uh, found in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse one. And so if you have your Bibles, follow me quickly to Romans 12, starting in verse 1. And, and what's so incredible about, about this passage that speaks of newness and speaks of change and God's heart for transformation, what's so incredible is that it was written by a man who should have never moved past his past, a man named Paul. And, and some of you might know this already, but Paul, he was, a, from the world's perspective, he was a pretty impressive person. He had power and influence and authority. He was religious and passionate. He walked the line between church and state with, with great intention, being both a Jew of prominence and also a Roman citizen. This was Paul. But even though he was pretty impressive from the world's eyes, the reality is he was, he was also a pretty terrible person. He abused his position and and manipulated those in power around him to achieve his own agenda of prejudice toward the church. At one point, Paul was commissioned by Jews to hunt down and arrest anyone who confessed to follow Jesus. He even stood over and authorized the public execution of Stephen, one of the early church's first deacons. I mean, this was a pretty bad guy. He's a bad guy, Paul. But then something happens in his story. Something happens in his life. And, and many of you know this again, but, but out of nowhere, as Paul was on his way to arrest more Christians, Jesus, he shows up to him. Jesus shows up out of nowhere. And I need you to process this for just a moment, that Paul, he is public enemy number one of the church. He is the worst. And Jesus, God in the flesh, he shows up and says to Paul, that it's time for a change. He says, Paul, it's time for a change. I've got bigger plans for you. I've got better plans for your life than conspiracy and prejudice and bias and anger and hate and division. Paul, Jesus said, Paul says, I, I want to make you new. Jesus says, Paul, I want to make you new. And he did And he did. Paul was blinded by God's goodness and glory, and he was transformed and brought into a new way uh, of living and thinking because of God's investment. Paul was made new, and from there he went to commit his entire future, his entire future to becoming more like Christ and revealing the glory of God out into the world. Which is, again, where this passage in Romans 12 picks up. As Paul, this once enemy, now friend of of God, he writes to the church about God's heart for them and God's dream for who they could become. Starting in verse 1, it says this. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is the way. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let God transform you into a new person. It, it, this passage, it reminds me of what we just heard in our opening scripture a moment ago, Second Corinthians chapter 3, when the same Paul, he wrote this, he said, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And I I hope you see this. I know it's a little bit of scripture there, but I, I hope you see this, that God, he is so committed to you. God is so committed, and he has such incredible and ho- incredible hopes and dreams for your life, so much so that he literally attaches himself to your future transformation. He attaches himself to you and makes himself the motivation for who you will become. And we all who believe, the scripture says, and we all who believe we are being transformed into the same image of he who saved us from one degree of glory to another. And this is this is who God is leading us to become in 2021 and 2022 and 2023 from here to heaven. God is leading us to become more like him. Listen, he doesn't want you to just chase after results. Now he wants you, you to shift your motivation. He doesn't want just your, your pious behavior modification. No, he wants your whole life, just like Paul said, to be transformed from the inside out so we might reflect the glory of God, so we might show the world what God is like in all things. Hmm. Isn't that just amazing? This is such good news that God, he isn't standing around judgmentally with a, with a clipboard saying, get your stuff together, right? No, but instead he sends himself. He sends his Holy Spirit, the spirit of freedom to any and all. And then he says, let me show you. Let me change you. Let me transform you and teach you. Let me lead you to be an, a new person. Let me lead you to be a new person. Why? Because I, have, because I have big plans for your life. Because God has such big plans for us. Isn't God good? Man, our God is good. God has such massive plans for you and for me, and it's available to any and all. Still, you have to decide, right? Right? It's available. The possibilities are endless. Still, you have to decide to embrace it. You have to decide to change. But what does that look like? What does that look like? Because we're all, you know, becoming someone. We're all becoming someone, whether it's by choice or neglect. We're all becoming someone through the decisions we make or the behaviors we allow. And so how can you choose to be new how can you choose to be new as you look forward to 2021 and who you'll become how can you choose what you' what you know your heart wants most you know to be remade into this image of God? well listen God does most of the heavy lifting in this process God does most of the work through the, through the powerful, transformative uh, investment of the Holy Spirit. God does the saving. God does the renewing. God does the changing. God does the growing. Our only job, our only role and responsibility in who we'll become is deciding who we will give our life to. The only job we have is to decide who we give our lives to. And there are really only two options. There are two options. We can give our lives to the world and its ways, its behaviors, and its customs revealed in James chapter 3 as jealousy, selfish ambition, boasting, lying, disorder, and evil of every kind. So much of what we just saw in 2020. We can give our lives to the world and see and experience those disappointments all over again. Or or we can choose to become more in 2021 by giving ourselves our entire, our entire lives to Jesus. And this is what Paul was getting at in Romans 12 when he said, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies not just a piece here and there, Not just your heart for heaven or belief for today, but I plead with you to give your whole body to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is the way. It's committing all you are and all you were to all that God wants for you as he leads you and transforms you to be more like him. This is the way this is truly the way to worship him. It's laying everything down before him, not as a one time uh, payment for your past, but as a living, holy sacrifice to the future. This is how this is the way it's a decision who you'll be. It's a choice that you make. So who will you become? You, become. you know, when I dream about this church and its future, its ceiling is without a doubt marked by how you and I choose to answer that question. And, and listen, I, I think we all really do want the same thing. I think we all want to see God move. Of course we do. We all want, we all want to be obedient. You know, we all want to live right. We all want to see and experience the newness that comes from Christ. We all want, you know, the peace and the love and the joy and the kindness. We all want that fruit that comes from the Spirit's work in our midst as a, as a, as a family, as a people. We all want to see results. We all want the results of faith. But at least in my own experience, while we we might all want the results of faith. We don't always want the sacrifice of faithfulness. So one more time, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Because our new year as a church, this next year, 2021, it depends on you and me. It depends on us choosing the better way. Our new year and all we'll experience all'll we'll see and make our way through our new year. It depends on you and me, deciding, choosing to lay everything down on the altar before God. And I mean everything. I mean that we have to lay down our, our frustrations about everything we saw in Washington, D.C. this past week. We need to lay down our fears about all that might come uh, in this next administration. We need to lay down our paranoia about the media and the truth. We need to lay down our anger towards partisan politics and our deep grief in response to the almost 400,000 lives lost to this terrible virus. We gotta lay it all down on the altar before God, along with our dreams. For what could be and our preferences for what should be, our successes and our opinions and our professions and our expertise, everything in us, everything in us has to be submitted to God as an active, living, breathing sacrifice to Him, to Him, Jesus, our Savior and King. And this is how you decide who you become. This is how, it's where you give your life and what you choose to lay down. This determines who you become. It's where you give your life and what you choose to lay down. So what do you say? New year, new you. New year, new you. Let us be a church. 2021, let us be a church of unrestrained sacrifice to the Lord in all things. Let us be a church without compartments to hide our devotion to the world, but instead let us be a church of altars, of altars and offering to show our fidelity to Christ. Let us be a church of gospel motivation that leads to spirit-led Spirit-filled transformation. This is the way, Romans chapter 12. There is no other. 2021, let us follow him. Let us follow him. New year, new you. New year, new you. Now, we're gonna end in just a moment with a, a, song, of, uh, a song of response and, and, I, and I know that responding or even knowing how to respond while you're watching at home, you know, like breakfast is on, kids are running like crazy, and your phone is going. I get it. I, it can be tough. And so I just want to encourage you, challenge you to respond like this with me. To respond like this with me. And it's just a simple shift. And no matter where you're at in your faith, it's something that we can all do together. It just starts by saying this, responding like this. It just says, Jesus, take my life and let it be an offering. That's it. Jesus, take my life and let it be an offering to you. Jesus, take my life and let it be an offering to you. And that's the first step to new year, new you. It's the first step to becoming like Christ. It's not all the steps. It's not the last step, but it's the start. And I think if we're honest, we could all use a fresh start right about now. And so that's the challenge. Write it down. Take a picture. Tweet it out. Do whatever you have to do to draw a line in the sand today. By saying, Jesus, take my life. Take my life and let it be an offering to you. Let it be. New year, new you, let us become more like Jesus. New year, new you, let us become more like Jesus. This is truly the way to worship him. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you believe in us. We thank you that you love us and, and that you are always leading us to peace. So Jesus, as we begin this new year, even with all of the stuff that's already happened, God, we just ask that you would open our eyes and soften our hearts to your presence. God, that you would give us the courage to lay everything in us down before you. As an offering, God, that we would become altars for you that we would be living sacrifices, God, that, that we would commit our, our, our morning, our, our evenings, God, every day to you and your way and your love. Jesus, that when the world sees us, that they would be seeing you transforming us, that we would, that we would look like, like you. And so, Jesus, we ask that you just give us the courage to leave 2020 where it belongs, in the past, and move forward into this new year with you. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. We are so undeserving of of your investment and yet you still give it anyway. So Jesus, take my life and let it be an offering to you. And it's in your name that we pray, Jesus, the name above all names. We all said,